Hi, and welcome to the Duadian Podcast, where one uncle, one aunt, and two nephews discuss an array of topics ranging from philosophy, politics, pop culture, and media controversy. Your hosts are Lalo the Supreme, Shakur Wyatt, Ahmed Mohammed, and Iyana Ife. Here are their perspectives. So, welcome back to the Duadian Podcast. Um, the topic we have today, we're going to be discussing, is the Taliban to retake Afghanistan. Following the events of uh, 9-11, 2001, we, the United States of America, launched a war in Afghanistan to bring those responsible for the attacks that took place on U.S. soil. We wanted to bring them to justice, and that war spanned two decades and is now the longest war in human history. And after 20 years of U.S. occupation, uh, our government has officially uh, retracted the U.S. Army from Afghanistan. And around, since the start of the war, around 2,400 uh, servicemen have been killed. And um, I mean, the number for Afghanis is much higher, like uh, just civilians, yeah. I believe. And um, yeah, we've spent $2 trillion plus dollars on this war effort. Uh, Osama bin Laden was the man held responsible for the attacks of 9 11, uh, and that took place in 2010 by SEAL Team 10 under the Obama, Obama administration. And um, yeah, but we stayed there another uh, 10 years. And since our official removal from the country, the president of Afghanistan, Ashraf Ghani, fled the country. He is now in the United Arab Emirates. And um, 5,200 of U.S. troops were still in Kabul on Thursday. Some of our allies, news, and uh, obviously the Afghani countrymen still there as the country was being overtaken by the uh, Taliban. Uh, the U.S. has, a, I, they said that there's some small group, uh, some U.S. official did try negotiating with the Taliban. But uh, we no longer hold any leverage there, so that's not been much of an option. Uh, why the takeover happened? Sources uh, from Vice News, Ben Solomon, who he, he was on the ground actually, says that the Taliban has a new generation of troops. Obviously, Lalo, you, you understand that. I mean, you said when Obama was... Um, going into office you were four years old and um it's been 20 years since this war started and so they have a whole new generation of fighters and the old, old taliban are adept at knowing the lay of the land so they have intelligence they have new and able troops and um the troops that we had trained the u.s had trained uh under the under the uh, democratic government, did not fight. Sources are saying because not not because it was a, an issue of will, but President Biden said he cited an issue of will, and they were unwilling to defend their country, and we had done everything. But uh, the other news sources are saying that's not the case, saying that they were underfed, uh, unfed, undersupplied, and soldiers that did want to fight didn't have um, support and the top officials of the elite units 
that were still able and ready to fight. That basically the guys that the U.S. use uh, as a military when they come in, that unit, like presidents and stuff, we use when they come into the country. They were told by top officials uh, to stand down. And um, yeah, so the results are that probably, you know, the, the country will live under Taliban rule, uh, which is uh, whatever extreme and um, perverted uh, version of Islamic law that they come up with, mm-hmm. along yeah. with, along Forcing with, out. along with um, uh, st- st- uh, stuff in 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 the Quran that is um, not applicable current times so just such a sad and tragic situation that is going on right now in Afghanistan and I feel like the media really does it a disservice because everyone is always so just just like um zooming in on you know either terrorist activity or the fact that women can't go to school and I feel like those are just like the two main topics, women losing their rights and um, and the fact that they're, they're exploiting Islam, you know, having their own perverted version of Islam and using that to keep people down and, and to have power. But I think what people forget is that what we see as headlines is other people's life and those day-to-day nuances. Like I was watching a documentary on Afghanistan yesterday and just the simple day-to-day nuances of a woman being able to have proper health care. Like, the, the Taliban cut women off from being able to go to the doctor when they're pregnant. And it's just so many different things. Like, even now they're saying, like, oh, we're going to let girls go to school. But they're only letting them go to elementary school. So it's like you're raising ignorant people and you're just using women as, as basically as bodies to produce more men so that they can be the rulers and just kind of take over. But women aren't allowed to have, there's just so much that's being taken away from people. It's like, like um, there's this one woman that traveled well, from Kabul before all, all before every before shit hit the fan and now now Kabul's in a disarray but there was this one doctor woman who traveled from Kabul to the inner villages to take care of women and she was talking to this one lady and she was saying well what are you experiencing are you having trouble at home and the lady's like well I'm having depression she was like well what's going on with you she was like well I had a baby and the baby died and like in the U.S., when someone's child dies, like we, we, you know, it's such a big thing to lose a life. And, you know, even just to have a baby as a woman, like you're having postpartum depression and all these things when when you have food, shelter, clothing, everything. But you're still because it's a trauma that your body goes through to produce another yeah. human. And it's like those small nuances that we have the privilege of being able to say, I could go and see a therapist or I could at least privately talk to my mother or talk to a friend or something like they don't have that stuff they don't even have social lives women don't gather they're not allowed to do that stuff so those small basic nuances and that human connection they don't have anymore and because they don't have it that a lot of them they just they're living in depression they said 80 percent or more of the, the women and the children in afghanistan they live with depression and they live with high anxiety because they don't even know half the time where the next meal is going to come from if the taliban's not going to break down someone's door and grab one of their kids and hide in there from from a missile or from an enemy combatant like it's 
it's just a shit show over there. And it's, um, it's really just so crazy. And what I was, what I learned in this documentary, um, which dated back all the way from when the USSR had, had come into Afghanistan, this is like in the 60s. Because back in the 60s, uh, Afghani women had the right to vote and the country was very different at that time. Um, but what, what I learned watching this documentary is that um, there was a left and a right, so right? So there was the communists, which was the USSR presence. And then there was, there was a le- the right, and then there was the left, which was the Mujahideen. Because there was no Taliban, there was no Al-Qaeda at that time. The, the right was the, sorry, the left was the Mujahideen. At least that's how they described them. And of course, you have the Afghan government. Um, and so in Kabul, it was a very progressive nation. It was, they, they weren't dying to leave the country. They were living fine. And then you had the villages, which had more stricter rules. But um, there, there was a bit of a shift where they were gaining too much um, independence. And the USSR came in and began to suppress with the communist, um, the communist regime or methodology or whatever you want to call it. And in that shift, the, the U.S. did not want the USSR, Russia, to get access to that oil. So then they started um, funding the Mujahideen. So the U.S. Or, or the U.N. or whomever started to fund the, the Mujahideen and give them arms. And so that's when they were able to push back the USSR. Then they, after they pushed back the USSR, they became more of an extreme force. So they started, you know how they say absolute power corrupts absolutely. So when they when they got power, then they started to say, oh, this Kabul, this place that is so progressive. No, everything that the USSR offered in terms of uh, freedoms and things, the Mujahideen were, were taking away. But the USSR with their communist um, in, with their communist rule, they were they were saying suppressing religion. So they were suppressing people praying, people doing things like that. So then the Mujahideen would come back with the opposite. And so it was that push and pull until the Mujahideen gained control and then they became like an iron fist on the people. So in 1994, when the Taliban came in, the Taliban came in with, with uh, a mission that they said they were gonna restore peace to the people. So when the Taliban originally came, they came with a mission of good, actually. They didn't come to, to cause evil, at least that's not what they said. So when they came, the people in, in like the civilians, the, the people who, who actually are the collateral damage, right? Women, young men, children, like families, they're the people who are saying, gosh, finally, maybe we'll get some peace. The Taliban are gonna come, they're gonna fight off the Mujahideen and they're going to restore you know, peace. It's not just about r- religion. You know, in that case, it was left and right communist communism versus more of a progressive nation. So there was a push and pull at that time. But of course, if these are people that are religious people, then their iron fist is going to have a religious twist to it, right? If it was if it was a Christian nation, it would be the same thing. But it's not a Christian nation. It's a Muslim nation. Anyway, fast forward to almost present day, the, the Taliban ended that war, but then they took away all the freedoms. And so um, I can't remember exactly how, but later down the line, I don't remember how Osama bin Laden got there. Ahmed, if you remember, uh, drop some information in here with me. But Osama bin Laden came in with Al-Qaeda, not through the Taliban. He came in through, through Al-Qaeda. And, um, and um, but Al-Qaeda's mission, oh, here's one thing that you have to understand.
understand about the the, the Taliban rule and how they became they became yeah. insane. You know, they became insane. So it's like, um, so a lot of the people that were Taliban members, at least this is according to that documentary, they grew up under that communist wait, rule, wait, wait, wait. and so they oh, saw. Wait, 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 wait. What's the name of the documentary? Uh, uh, we'll have to. I'll, I'll, I'll search for it while while I'm talking, and then I'll share it at the end. Okay. Um. So, because I watched it like yesterday. Um. So at the ending of, oh, see now you have me talking about the ending. <laughs> um. <laughs> so here's the thing. What some so these ladies were telling their stories. Like this one lady, she dressed up like a boy so that she could sell. And, and make a little money for her family. Like, crazy stuff happened to you these were, people. And what she was saying is that... You were talking about what the, the, the Al-Qaeda did to the Taliban. Right, so... So, so um, yeah, so the Osama was who we were after yeah. initially. Right. Osama goes to... Osama goes th- there uh, to... Osama goes back to um, Afghanistan. And then um, the Taliban kind of, like, take him yes. in. Like yes, yes, but... When did Al Qaeda get in, get in there? Because Al Qaeda and Osama bin Laden are the ones that attacked the United States. Because they're yeah, as far as I know, they're they're, they're much, much bigger. bigger and they are they are a, a crazy terrorist organization, and they're or what they put out as like their mission is really to just wreak carnage on the world. Like it's really strange. But that's what they put out. That's what I've seen of online, and that's what I see in the documentaries. I, I didn't see anything that, that was any different than that. So um, they are the ones who attacked um, the, the Twin Towers and bombed the United mm-hmm. States and killed over 3,000 people. So that was them who did that. And um, it's just, it's sad because that's when the US, right, sent troops into Afghanistan to handle Al Qaeda and to you know to 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 manage that situation. And right, to... right, right. So Al Qaeda was like Al Qaeda was formed by like Osama yes, and them yes. first, right? And then and then the attacks happen, and then he flees, and then the Taliban kind of recruits him as like this. Oh, you know, big, uh, uh, you know, kind of extreme figure, but like an extreme icon sort of right and i wanted to say something else Mm -hmm. about the taliban because i didn't want it to look like i was saying they were good people um i was saying their original mission was that they were supposed to restore peace but like i said before absolute power corrupts absolutely and Mm -hmm. and um the what the women the women were saying in the and some of these women have become politicians in afghanistan that's why their word is is important so so um they were saying was that the some of the Afghanis, the Taliban members, they grew up during during communism, during that communist time when the USSR was in power, and they saw their parents getting killed in front of them. They suffered a lot of injustices themselves. So there, she was saying that there was a bit of a, a split, or there was a bit of a, a disconnect, where some people wanted to help the community, and the other another set of people wanted revenge and wanted to put people down and wanted to kill and wreak havoc and 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 gain power, and that's. And that's kind of what they saw on the ground. But obviously, th- at this stage in the game, the Taliban is, they're not doing good things for the people. They're, they're doing bad things for the people. Um, yep. Especially. Well, I got a okay. So, what if, I know you say, okay, extreme hangs happen under religion. But well, what if uh, the religion, religion is 
extreme things happen under uh, under under any religion, right? But um, what if the religion is responsible for this? You know, uh, I, wow. think, I think that, that it, it could be. You know what I mean? I'm not there. I'm not on the ground. And I sure as hell don't want to be. I'm happy to be an American, okay? I sure as hell don't want to live in any society where all of my rights are being taken from me and where I'm getting my ass kicked because my toenail peeked from underneath my burqa. Yeah, no, I'm not trying to do any of that. Absolutely. Yeah, what if no. they, their interpretations and their uh, pursuit of following... Um, everything to the T, you know, I mean, when Christians do that, you will see some extreme things come out of the Bible as well. You'll say, oh, you know, this is extreme. extreme. I didn't even know this was there. But yeah, you know, you have these guys still wanting and trying to uh, chop people's hands off and stuff for for stealing and and even without without a a judge, jury or any of that stuff. No real proper uh, legal system. And, um, yeah, they believe that they're following uh, the book to the T. So what if what if what if it is responsible? You know, it, and it can be. But what I would like to say is, if you're following the book to the T, how is it that you can overlook some of the discrepancies in the law between men and women? Why is it always that the women are suffering and dying? And at what, where is it written in the Holy Quran that says, do not educate women? Where is it written in the Holy Quran where it says that a man, right? Who has no relation to her, no mahram, no nothing. Because they're always saying you have to have your mahram. This is your, your male representative to walk with you down the street. And in Islam, if you're not, if you're not related to a woman and you're a non, non-mahram, right? You can't touch her, you can't hug her. You're not supposed to do any of that because the male and female, they don't touch. Yet a man thinks it's okay to just beat a woman down and... At where in the Holy Quran does it say to beat the shit out of her? So if you say you're you're following the, the law in letter and spirit, why is it showing that you're rising and women are being put down and down and down and down? Where does it say to do that? Maybe it's they're, they're making uh, deeper inferences from a- Yeah, a, they're a, interpreting a, their, their Quran. I have their a question. Way. So it's a suit there. Well, that's, do, that's unfortunate. Do any of you guys know the story of uh, the story of a cow? No, it's the it's the story of the the, the sacred cow and the golden cow. I thought that right. was a um a Jewish story. Yeah, it's, no, it's, this it's, is the story right? of Moses. It, it hey, pairs into Jewish. yeah, it pairs into both. So it, it goes through it, it goes through all. Okay, right, right. Yeah, but it's was, Sur, it's Bakra. Yeah, yeah. This the is the story okay. of the cow. Well, is the cow supposed to be spotted? He didn't. He didn't say it's supposed to be spotted. Uh, is it supposed to be this way? Oh well, that cow over there is sick. So maybe we can use that one because it's brown. We're not going to use this. Yeah. You know, blah blah blah. They got so deep into the specifics and extremism that uh, I believe uh, this is the story God killed their, their best their best cow. Yes, this is. Thank you for remembering that because I, I, I was you know I was I was a bit off. But the their best cow was destroyed because they wanted to get so specific and and extreme about everything. Right. So, so should they not? Should they just chop people's hands off the moment they steal them? Well, yeah, that level of extremism is it's too much. Yeah. Yeah, but, but by, by whose by that. whose measure? Whose measure? If if the if the if the book says this one, the book says one thing. You can't just come out and say. 
hey, it says something different. Right, but Ahmed. And then if if you if you take that and lessen the crime, you do the same thing that they do in increasing the magnitude or the degree of punishment for the crime. Fair enough. Yeah. You see what I mean? You'll be, you're, you guys are both interpreting uh, this scripture how you want. So okay. what makes you any different than them? Are you interpreting? You're, you think you're different because you're interpreting on the basis of humanity? Well, they, th- they might say, hey, well, yeah, we are too. Because if you just didn't steal and take what was yours, then this wouldn't happen. I mean, happen. that's true, but then... What's the what's the purpose of having thick and what's the purpose of having of having a commentary on, on these things? Because I was watching another um, lecture about that, that exact thing, how when you steal, the hand gets chopped off. Um, and it's about the different levels of theft. One form of theft is like if you fight a person for like you come into a store and you fight the person who owns the store for a good. Right. So that's a different level because you actually gave that person the opportunity to, to fight back and to take what's theirs versus coming in the middle of the night when no one is there and cleaning out their register. So there are different levels of theft and, and each level of theft would require a different form of punishment. So it's not that you were a starving person and you stole a piece of bread because you have nothing else. That doesn't make it okay because now you're hurting the farmer or, or the baker who needs that livelihood to feed their family. But that, but now, what does that? How does that help the person by cutting off their hand? I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that that it's it's up to me to decide what the interpretation is. But it can't just be that. That's it. Someone steals, and that's it. I I that I I don't accept that. So if that's what people are saying that Islam, that I don't accept that. I, I could never accept well, something like that. The thing that. about Islam is that it leaves a lot of room for moral and ethical contemplation. Well, so in a day in the days of 2021, soon to be 22, uh, a lot of the and I'm, I'm I don't mean this in a disrespectful yeah. way, but a lot of the almost archaic values they can and cannot be followed. No, I agree. They I agree. They, they they, yeah, they I have agree. to be. They they. I'm, I'm not going to say we change our religion, but we 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 modify in the most ethical, uh, spiritually comfortable, and moral way that we know to make it fit okay. these modern times. Yeah, and I just don't think I think I think um, the way I interpret things going yeah. forward and being constant in my faith as a Muslim is that some of these punishments and and, and stuff like that are. I view them. Oh, listen! God gave me this kind of scope and says, "Hey, look! He's the all, all loving, all forgiving God." Right. And so, the way I approach that is that it, none of this is for me to judge. All of this right. is for Him to judge. It's just for me to. The way I go go forward is that I see these instances uh, that He talks about of the in the Quran that go against His will. And I, 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 I let it go. I forgive the people, the friends, the family, everyone, and go forward. And by in doing that, I have increased my love, and I increased my my connection to God. And and we should. And uh, if 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 Allah is all knowing, all loving, we should reject the things that He says that are harmful. 
because he would believe because in my understanding he would he would say oh yes even though i told you these things were this way it's not for you to take upon yourself and judge it's for the court of law all these different things to take to take that upon themselves and if the people are saying hey that this system doesn't work then the system doesn't work I think it takes a, a high level of empathy and emotional intelligence for, for people to be able to come to those realizations. But you would hope that someone who could overthrow a country would at least have some level of, of, of thoughts and concern about just the general public. I mean, in the Taliban members are comfortable beating the shit out of their own daughters. You know, they're, they're fine with that. I'm, I, I don't, I can't comprehend. I can't comprehend that way of life and that way of putting people down and pretending like that's Islam. I just can't. Well, it's, um, it's like the Quraysh back in, what, what years were the creation? No, I, I think I think even some of these stories are hard to relate because the the, the way that the creation were living were much worse than than the way than than the adjudications that the prophet brought with him. Okay, they were doing yeah. bad stuff. Okay, yeah. putting down uh, uh, people, putting down women and people like they were cattle, and the, pro- the prophet came with with a different. Uh, a way, a new system, okay? And now, right now, it looks like we need a new system. uh, Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think you brought up a really important point, which is who the message was brought to. That message was brought to people were at that time in history, 670 AD. They were walling out. Like you said, they were putting people down. They were treating human beings like cattle. They were doing all kinds of things. And this was a message that was brought to them about saving their souls, you know, and picking themselves up and doing and doing better. So perhaps this is why the rule is like this. So is it is it to say that I don't I mean, I'm going to step out on a limb here, but is it to say that that these I don't know that the religion needs to be rewritten or something like that i mean who and whose place would that be to to do something like that it wouldn't be anybody's place because look at the catholic church they have made minor Minor. changes to the bible across the years (laughs) i'm making quotations on my fingers by the way how do you continue to follow a scripture a religion that has keep that has that has content in it that is harmful to others and that when utilized by members of society let's not even say extreme because when followed to the t by members of society it will do harm to others i have the perfect answer for that so islamically we we were put on here this is this is just a test really you know it's it's a journey back and this i agree with test you 100% that even the things in the scripture are a test so exactly. if you read if you read that and you say hey look i need to go and perpetrate this evil against someone because god said so you you you're wrong that you you messed up and i'm like nah man if god tells me to do something evil i'm I, and i'm not going to interpret that as right i'm not going to yeah. do it i agree with you Ahmed. I, I really agree with that and we, we, we have so many uh, examples to follow, uh, specifically Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. 
uh, his way of the way he, te- he the way he treated his wife and the women around him and just the people around him in general. Uh, the Taliban's um, uh, quote unquote uh, their Islamic followings to to the T or whatever. It's it's BS because they're the not they're purposely avoiding so some far. of the things. Yeah. They're exactly they're purposely avoiding teachings that they are not uh, that aren't convenient to the lifestyle they want to live. They're just like doing actions of slapping a Muslim logo on it, essentially saying this is what we're yeah, doing. Yeah, it's it's like what I said with the Quraysh. They use idols, the the god of the god of fornication, the god of alcohol about they use idols and call them gods yeah and, and use look, them as mm-hmm. atlases it's because they didn't want to admit that they're bad i don't i i don't i don't disagree with you guys when you say hey listen that uh, uh uh scripture is being mismanaged you know but the new question the the real question the core question is that why is there why is this scripture uh or what is the degree that the scripture is being mismanaged? Because if the, if the scripture says things that are directly harmful to people, okay, then then that needs to be attacked at the Wish root cause, we could have, okay? Have if, a, um, um, like an example, we don't have an example of an ayat or something like that. We can't do. We should we should have done that. Well, I have a I have a I have a saying, Sorry, but I, I can't I can't source the saying out of the attitude at all. So I, I don't know if it would be a good idea to bring it up. I mean, shoot. Just shoot, bro. Oh, okay, so I read somewhere, or I was taught somewhere, that it is in a book that we are to stone the man who sleeps with another man. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I don't walk the streets of L.A. with a rock in my hand looking for gay people to stone them. Oh, you know? Right. That would that'd be terrible. That would be rude. Directly, that's directly harmful to a group right. of people. Now, I could look at that and be like, okay, let me grab a rock and go do that. Or I could be like, wait, 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 there's this thing right here. And then there's everything else that that has been drilled into me morally by this religion and the prophet's teaching saying, you know, there are people that are going to, that you're going to see that don't live the life you do. Uh, let them live their life. Live and let live, you know? You can, you don't have to go out and preach hatred or anything. You know, you can live comfortably the way you are, not tap into all of that, because, you know, that's, that is not our way. Maybe we call it wrong, bad, this, that, I don't know. You know, just live your life, do the best you can do for others and yourself. And don't, don't get so deep into all of that, because that just leaves down uh, a cycle of psychotic behavior. And here's the thing, though, at what, at what point in religion, at what point do you get to use your common sense? Like, really, at what point? Because I'm, I'm really trying to figure out morally, morally, how do you feel okay just taking a rock and just running and just, just stoning people? Or how do you feel okay just taking a stick and just beating the shit out of some lady because you saw her toenail? I'm just, I'm really confused. I, I just don't understand if you're carrying out God's will, you are not the angel of death. You're, you're carrying out a quote unquote carrying out God's will. But so that means like you don't need to look at yourself and like ev- evaluate yourself. You're okay just thrashing people. Like, what does that say about you as a human being? 
you, you can just go out and I don't understand. I cannot wrap my head around that. I'm sorry. I just cannot wrap my head around that. You feel good about yourself. Well, Shouldn't you feel good about what you're doing? Shouldn't you feel a sense of pride in, in, in being a religious person and saying, I follow this doctrine that makes the world a better place? Don't you feel sad when you walk by people and they wince or they run away and cry when children cry when they see you because you're evil? Should, should like at what point does that make you feel like yeah i'm the greatest muslim of all time because when i enter someone's house they're weeping because they're afraid i'm gonna beat the shit out of them hurt their kid steal their daughter sell her to marry some strange man who's five times her age like what's happening here yeah yeah well um yeah these guys are following they're following Hudu, which is, you know, sets the, the limits and parameters for, you know, punishments for crimes and stuff. And so we're like, oh, you know, I, I was just watching a video with Vice and they were like asking him, he was uh, one of the Taliban were questioning him and saying, hey, you know, what do you, um, what do, um, ask about, about, about a sheep or something. And they, people said that he stole, he said he didn't. And then they were like, oh, well, he's going to uh, receive the Tazira his hand chopped off or something. And, um, I mean, did they have witnesses? Because they're, they're at least supposed to have witnesses. I don't know if they were. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like if you really did go through their system with a fine tooth comb, you'd find a lot of loopholes. So what are the other nations? Okay. So what are the other nations who do... Uh, what do the other na- Muslim nations do? What in in the, to combat like, this? Yeah, we're saying like we're saying this like oh you know this is the, this first, is nation the first nation ever to to um to be under Islamic uh, rule. What are, what are the other or nations like Saudi Arabia? Yeah. I mean they they don't How look so it? good either. Women just got the rights to drive in 2018, so that doesn't look so good either. Um. But uh, maybe maybe we could do some research and come back again uh, and talk about a country like Malaysia or Indonesia or someone who, who maybe doesn't have that issue. I remember seeing on the news once there was this, um, she was either Malaysian or Indonesian, she was a pilot, and she flew um, her, you know, her plane or whatever to Saudi Arabia and, and landed, docked the plane, and I guess she needed to go get refreshments or what have you. Don't quote me verbatim, but what happens is she's not allowed to be out without an escort and women couldn't drive. So she's gonna fly a whole plane into that country and then they're like, oh, by the way, you can't drive. So she had to get like driven to where she needed to go, which I think is insane. But I think it really does go to show um, what differences the Muslim world has to offer. So I think we should explore more so what, is, what, yeah, what, what people what is are Malaysians, doing normal. What are Malaysians doing that allows them to continue you uh, in th- their religion while not abusing people. That's really a good, um, a really good question. Um, hey, Corey, you remember the documentaries you asked about? <clears throat> so the first one that I watched is called Afghanistan: Land of Endless War. Okay. It's a DW documentary, and then the other one was was a news article, was a, a news uh, segment. It was called Afghanistan. Life in Taliban country that was by France 24 and it's in English. Was that was that the one I was over here? Did you were over here? No, no. 
that was in, that was something else. I've I've been binging all this yesterday, which is not good for my health. <laughs> yes. You know, I think there's really a lot to be said about about the fact that this this really is. So actually, my question is: This a recurring issue in the Muslim world? Like we it's talked about in women and we have people's rights, right? Yeah. So this is it just in the, the countries that are being televised, or is this really like how many? What what is what are the what are the stats? Because there's 1.9 billion Muslims in the world. Do you mean to tell me that unless you're living in the United States, you're being beat up? That, that you're a terrorist or gang? Right. Assaulted. Right. Right. That can't be the case. There has to be some better stats out there. But I would call the, the Islamic world to re-examine I itself. Think, because, it's you know, this is just getting out of hand. Let's go. Look, look at the countries that are going through it. Like, people, uh, countries with a high population of Muslims, like, uh, uh, that are wealthy. Like, uh, the U.S., they don't really have these issues. You don't see us bombing people beating our wives. Yeah, hold like, on, hold on, hold on. It's not about... Or, it's, hold on, it's not... Uh, it's not about a high population yeah. of Muslims. No. It's about a Muslim-governed right. nation. We are not. A, we are not governed by a Muslim right. government or bo- governing body authority. Right. Yeah. Afghanistan is. Malaysia is. These are Muslim countries. Okay. Well, I will. I will say this. I was going to uh, say what's the joke. A very specific night in the Temple Muharram passed uh, a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. and I, I I learned a little bit more about some of my history. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason why there is so much corruption in in those states is because following the passing of our prophet, um, y'all all y- you guys know who Yazid is, of course. Um, he he was, I'm not gonna say the first to start his perversions of Islam, but Yazid was he was he was he was a very big figure in that, right? And he taught his people so many different perverse ways of Islam, and and did terrible things to people, and and, and you know, so his way might have rooted all the way down into this. It may not be all his yeah, fault. Yes, Maybe these people are just inherently bad. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. They killed the prophet. Maybe they just don't know. Just... Right, right. So he killed the grandson of the prophet of Islam. And not just the friend, he, his, family, his family, his, his really the whole house, like he, his family. And um, and with that, I think it's important to understand that there was a split uh, where the, of the nation where you could say extremism versus trying to do things orthodox way. I guess you could you could call it that like that. Um, so that's important to that's important to keep in mind. Actually, that's a really important detail. The events of Karbala. I, the, well, I want to say the good side we lost, and the bad side their way continued on. So maybe that just rooted all the way. So down Karbala to is is the so place you're trying where. To, hold okay, on. go ahead. I was going to explain what Karbala. So you're was. trying to yeah, but before that, you're trying to you're trying to bridge a connection between uh, these extremist Whoa. groups like the Taliban and the family of maybe Sorry. what I sound possibly like- sort of it. It sounds like what Lala was saying, Lala, correct me. It sounds like what you're saying is that maybe this was the beginning of a split. Kind of like like Catholics yeah. and Protestants. You know how they like split because of religious differences and that's well, how, I, you know. I don't think that's a thing we should say maybe about. I mean, it's not the same thing in any way, but I think he's trying to, to say, so 
yeah, so no disrespect, but I think what he's trying to say is that perhaps there was a split that many years ago. I mean, I don't know. We're just trying okay. to figure out yeah. why. You okay. know? Like, because those teachings continued on. There was nobody right. to stop. Uh, there was nobody really stopping. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna blame him for what these modern right. people are doing. Just those, those teachings might be where they get their ideas and and maybe those teachings have been passed down and that's where they, you know, have chosen to follow that. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could say maybe it's more like a, it would be more like a, a clan member, like a Ku Klux clan member who did use Christian ideology to, you know, to do bad things to people. So you could say something like that. That would probably yeah. be more accurate. Well, doesn't Osama and all them claim Sunni? Whatever they claim and they're lying. So, I don't know. I mean, I really don't know. I, I do not know how to get into the mind of oh, a it, cruel and uh, evil person. So I have no I idea. Wahhabism must be. Once again, it's like another sect of... of oh, who told you about that? All your dad? I'm a bit informed. Just a little bit. Yeah, they were some... They were kind of a revivalist movement, you know, within uh, this the Sunni who followed the teachings of uh, Ibn Wahhab. And you know what? The thing about Islam is that there are so many offshoots of, of just like Ismailis. There's just so many different, I guess you could say, sects. I mean, even more. They're, they're, because Ismailis are a form of Shiism. So, you know, it's just, it's like... You mean, it's... it's they're called it's Ismailis. There's just so many different forms of, of people that use the Holy Quran in their life. You know, whether that's for good or bad, there are just many people that use it. So what what I think is, is sad is that while we're having these sophisticated conversations, you know, people are dying and people are suffering at the hands of we're, cruel we're just, and unjust humans. Yeah, we're just asking yeah, questions. Yeah, it just it really breaks my heart when when I, when I watch that stuff and when I hear about this, that it just it really, really makes me stressed. I have a question um, from what I can see or from what I'm seeing right now, correct me if I'm wrong. The U.S. said they're pulling out because the Taliban is getting too much traction, too much control. Is that, is that why they're no, pulling out? No, the U.S. left um, Afghanistan because they're, they're done there. I thought that they left okay, because okay, they, okay, they feel okay, so I was We left Afghanistan because we are done there. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, I, yeah, I was making sure because... Didn't we go there for oil specifically? Uh, like, no. Yeah, was or was it under the guise of what? What we was the whole point? There, there to find to find Osama bin Laden because he bombed the United States and okay. killed thousands of people. Yeah, just to wrap that up, you know, we're talking about um, we're talking about the branches of, uh, of Islam and how any of this even got started. So, nine eleven happens in two thousand and one, uh, and. Um, the bombing on the World Trade Center. Uh, and, sorry, not the bomb. The, the planes crash into the World Trade Center. And um, then we go to Afghanistan to find Osama mm-hmm. bin Laden. Osama bin Laden uh, was nowhere to be found for 10 years. And so we stay there for 10 years. Finally, we find him, kill him. Uh, another 10 years, we stay there trying to develop yeah. the country's infrastructure. Trying to develop the get it to some some place of stability, and then uh, the plans for ejection are put in place by previous president Donald Trump. Uh, plans finally go through under Biden, 
and we pull out the troops. There was expectation that the country would fall to the rule of the Taliban. But, that but that's just not a thing to be said. That's what they said. They said <laughs> we thought it would fall. I know, but, not but it's, I, so, I, I know that. It's so all, I'm just saying it's not a thing to be said. Like, you know, why, why, why do we even say said. that? Like, look at, oh. like he took Kabul in less than 10 days and we didn't see <laughs> like, that. Oh, wow. That's we didn't expect the country to collapse so quickly. We knew right. it was going to collapse, yeah. just not That's sure when. Generals were saying. And it's, yeah. So that happens. And then, um, so we're looking at the ideology and the crossover between the ideologies. How do Muslims uh, persist in a religion that has uh, harsh punishments? And then how are other nations doing that? So we want to revisit how other nations are are um, continuing to be democratic and, and still Muslim at yeah. the same time. And then, so in, in pursuing some of that, we ended up approaching uh, the faith and ideology of guys like Osama bin Laden and how that even happened. So Osama was a part of a bigger network of terrorists and um, he, he, he was a Wahhabi who were revitalists and everything, revivalists uh, of the faith and trying to get back to those, basically the old days. Uh, and, the, and the scriptures, what they're saying. And uh, Ibn Wahhab, who started the whole thing even before that, was a Salafi. And he he, he was even more, you know, kind of gung-ho about that sort of thing. And um, it, it's his ideology that Osama is driven by when he um, forms Al-Qaeda. And then when he goes on to, to seek refuge from the Taliban, they, they are following you know, some kind of bastardized uh, ghetto uh, interpretation of Islam and their own views stashed in together. So hopefully uh, next week we can revisit uh, how other nations continue to be Islamic nations and democratic nations.